brought to you by Soul Fire Productions. Hello and welcome to Mother the Mother. I am McLean McGowan. This podcast is an offering for all women to gather energetically, sister to sister, mother to mother, to co-create a sacred space for healing, educating, and sharing as we journey through motherhood and womanhood. It is such an incredibly powerful moment in time to be a woman, and I thank you for showing up on behalf of yourself and for all of the women in your lives, past, present, and future, to honor our matriarchal lines, all who came before, and all who will come after. Hi everyone, how are you doing? Seven weeks now, I feel like things are starting to kind of come out of the seams a bit. (laughs) Or maybe I'm just speaking from my own personal experience and my children, my family. Definitely moving through a lot of big feelings right now and it's really interesting how collectively and personally and globally we're being triggered and how it looks different for everyone on every different day and every different hour and it's exhausting to hold space for one another and ourselves so I'm in it with you I'm hoarse today sorry and yeah, just I'm I'm feeling all the feelings today and having lots of big cries, which as a Scorpio, I'm pretty stubborn and headstrong and I don't cry much. It's actually not part of my usual emotional experience. So that's always really weird to me to cry a lot. And it also totally wears me out. I feel like I've just run a marathon. Um, so excited to share this interview with you all. One of my favorite people, one of my favorite mamas here in LA, Laura Elliott, who is my Reiki teacher and beloved friend and inspiration. And I've been wanting to have her back on the podcast. She was on last year, episode 15. So check that out. It's a beautiful episode, especially if you are approaching a hospital birth. She speaks to the beauty that she experienced with that and with an OB doctor. So circle back to that one if you are inspired by her on this one. But I wanted to have her on right now because as a Reiki master and TCM, traditional Chinese medicine doctor and acupuncturist and Zen Buddhist, she holds so many of the different philosophies and spiritual, I guess, notes or... She views the world world through a lens, which I relate to. And I really wanted to have her on to be present with me and us as we navigate this time. And I just love her so much because she's not afraid to look at the light and the dark. And I think that is something that's missing from a lot of the health and wellness world right now. It's definitely missing from the mainstream news and media realm right now. And There's a lot going on. There are many levels to what's going on. There are many different theories and people are feeling lots of different things. And it's highly, highly inflaming for all of us. And um, I'm just so glad that she was able to come on and just have kind of a non-linear talk with me. You know, all of these big topics, life and death, they aren't just easy to 
to keep to a certain timetable. It's like one big onion with so many layers, so many aspects, so many planes of discussion. So we talk about quite a few, but it also is just the tip of the iceberg. But she really gave me a soothing balm when we talked and allowed for me to have and hold the paradoxes of my own emotions, which I feel like I'm going through. And acknowledging that there cannot be a rebirth without a death. And death is not fun. It's not comfortable. It's not something we look forward to. In fact, most of us do everything we can possibly do to not have to have death, whether that's real physical, literal death or death of a career or death of who we thought we once were or death of who we thought we were married to or death of a relationship Any of those things are deaths and we're all experiencing a multitude of those right now. So we'll have all the ways to to get in touch with Laura if you want to seek some assistance, some counseling, some Reiki help. She's doing all that online right now. And um, I hope you enjoy the listen. I am here. I am offering coaching calls for all of you, whether you are a mom navigating now quarantine schooling your kids with possibly your partner around full time or without your partner there, or maybe you're single momming it and holding the space for all of it. Um, Whatever you're going through right now, I'm here to help assist you on your journey, whether you're pregnant going into labor and birth, having a lot of big feelings about what that looks like right now. And what your postpartum shift is going to look like. If you're a new mom in your postpartum shift and need some extra support right now, I'm here online, virtually, face-to-face over Zoom or FaceTime. And I really hope that you will reach out if you are needing some support. And I know it can feel really overwhelming to have one more thing to navigate, one more thing to figure out. But please email me and we will find a way to make it work for your schedule. You know, it doesn't have to be this massive undertaking. It can be a support. It's meant to be a support. It's meant to make your life easier and more graceful right now. So you can reach out to me, McLean at motherthemother.com. That's M-C-L-E-A-N at motherthemother.com. And as always, you can follow me on Instagram and DM me there. And a call to action, which I humbly ask of you is to please go online. Um, If you don't have an iPhone, you can do on your computer, go to iTunes. Depending on people's phones, people are having some different issues. But if you could please subscribe, rate and review the show, it's really, really important for me to get more ratings and reviews. It's a whole algorithm thing, which I don't even fully understand, but I just need the rates and the reviews and the subscriptions because that's what allows this podcast to grow and keep going. And I'm really trying to build it into something and to reach more and more people. Right now, it's just a total labor of love and, you know, major cost for me that I love doing and love offering. And also, you know, it's been over a year now and um, I have to get a little bit more strategic in the business role of it to keep it going. And I do truly feel like it's a co-creation. So if you listen to this, if it gives you some support, education, love, sisterhood, please take the time, just a couple of minutes to rate, review, and subscribe. And when you do, if you can screenshot that, all of those things, and email me the screenshot to mclean at motherthemother.com, we're going to get a group free coaching call going on Zoom, and all are welcome. 
And that is my gift to you for taking the time. Sending love out to all of you always. I'm always here. If um, you want to give me any feedback or have topics you would like to hear discussed and just know that we're all in this together. No one's winning all the time. I will tell you that much. And we're, we're taking it day by day, hour by hour. Commit to your intuition, commit to your spiritual practice, and we will get to the other side. J-Ma. So I wanted to introduce you to a company that I am personally using right now during this weird time of life. It is called BetterHelp, and it is an online resource for therapy. And it really is a cool company. You do it all through the app. And if there's anything that's going on in your life right now, such as, I don't know, a global pandemic, it is a really good time to call in some extra support, especially for us moms and women that are now homeschooling our kids and trying to navigate our new careers and our work and, you know, cooking and cleaning probably more than we normally do. Um, It's a lot. And I really personally needed a little neutral third party to hold some space for me. And I offer this to you. They're a great company. I've had um, a really positive experience thus far with them. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. So you just get on the app, you fill out all the information, say what kind of therapist you would like, ideally, and they'll, within 24 hours, match you up with a therapist. You can switch anytime. If you have a session, you don't love it, you switch gears. You can also see all the therapists and their qualifications You see all the reviews for each therapist. So it's all really organized and easy to navigate. There's a really broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's counselor network. And some are local, some are national, and they also work with people uh, global. So all over the world, they're helping people. Um, You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. And in my experience, they respond very quickly. Uh, you can schedule your weekly video or phone sessions anytime that works for you. So again, with moms, it could be during nap time, early in the morning, late in the evening, whenever you can fit it in. And um, they're really committed to helping you find the right match. And thus far, again, I've had a really great experience with who they matched me up for. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. It ranges anywhere from $40 to $70 per week. And they're really committed to helping you live a happier life today. So you can get started immediately. Um, Again, you can go online, read any reviews, testimonials. If you go to www.betterhelp.com slash reviews, if you just want to do a little investigation. And they're being very generous and offering all of the listeners of the Mother the Mother podcast a 10% off your first month. Visit trybetterhelp.com slash mother. That's trybetterhelp, And join over 500,000 people who are taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. This is a special offer for you, the listeners of the Mother the Mother podcast. You'll get 10% off of your first month at trybetterhelp.com slash mother. And if you have any questions, you can always feel free to DM me. I'm happy to share my experience, but I do think it's really, really important to call on the help when you need it right now. We are in unprecedented times and you aren't meant to do it alone. So if you're interested in finding some therapy right now while you're stuck at home, please give BetterHelp a chance and try it out. There's really nothing to lose. 
Hi, Laura. Hi. <laughs> so good to see you. It's Truly. so great to see you. You know, your bright, shining face. So I was going to look up. I forgot what episode you were on, but you were one of my first interviews last year on the podcast, and it's beautiful to have you back. I've been wanting to have you back for a while, and we are in the thick of the pandemic times. So I feel like it's a perfect time to have you and your vibe and your guidance and your medicine on as we move through this very wonky time. Thank you so much for having me back. So glad you are. How are you? I'm feeling good. <laughs> I'm feeling good. Today, right now, I'm feeling good. It's beautiful weather here it is. in L.A. It is. <laughs> And of course, we were just sitting here talking before hitting record, just kind of downloading with each other. Just, you know, we both are on the same page with acknowledging the paradox and acknowledging the light with the dark, which I think is so in line with both of our work and, you know, you being a Reiki master and my Reiki teacher. And, and, you know, I love that you say that Reiki is life and it is the light, and we all possess it, and um, it's really been helping me through this time, and also, like I was sharing with you on a personal level, I'm just having a day, you know, I'm having a day where I'm really been reading and acknowledging some very deep things that are happening with populations across the world, and in this country, in this community, this city, and um, it's... I'm a sensitive being and I also have a lot of empathy and sympathy and there are days where it just, all of this feels very overwhelming and, you know, to just stay kind of upbeat and, um, and positive feels like spiritual bypassing to me. So I've really been working with trying to honor all my feelings and I know <laughs> I'm not alone in this either as, you know, sometimes it's hour by hour right now and how we're being triggered and how, little parts of us or our persona, our partners, et cetera, et cetera, are dying so that we can be rebirthed. But it's, it's truly mm -hmm. a lot to hold. Yep. It's a lot. Mm -hmm. How yeah, are you go going through this time? Like, how are you able to function? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, um, so there, you know, many levels. First, um, the quarantine time is not that unusual. So actually in this household here, my husband and I, we both work from home and um, for a long time. So we are very used to being at home all the time. Not only do we work from home, but I also, we also, I'm also not really social in that way for many years that I go out at night or um, really go out and do a lot um, next to or besides like really the you know the 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 the, the intimate group of friends um, um, maybe like a lunch here lunch there because it's just uh, my life my everyday is so full and it's filled with my daughter yeah. my toddler daughter and um, and then my clients and I the way we parenting here in this house um, Oh, my husband is parenting. It looks like that if we don't have um, our nanny, it's me, you know, usually. Um, 
me and, and my daughter's time together, Claire's time. So those four, like, they're not full days, but those four days that we usually have the nanny, that's the time that I have basically free in that sense. And I choose to use that um, to see my clients. And that has, of course, shifted because um, a lot of my work is touch-based. So I'm not seeing clients in person right now for the time being. I am actually hoping in my heart and feeling um, that beginning June will be the time. Also a little bit wishful thinking because my next Reiki training um, is actually at the, in the first weekend of, of June. And I, I do these here at my house and um, it's a smaller group usually and under 20 people. Um, and I really hope that this is going to happen. So, so I hope that I, you know, we'll see how it all unfold, but um, something is going to shift, you know, um, yeah. and we can already feel it. I don't know, maybe we feel it here more. We talked a little bit about it. Maybe it's the weather, maybe it's the energy here. I don't know, um, you know, but there is something shifting. Well, I also, I'm European. So I talk to my family in Europe and Things are shifting there. People are, you know, the 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 laws are opening, and people can go out more, and um, the social distancing right. is a little loosened. Mm -hmm. So things will shift um, yeah. in some way, and I hope that I can go back to my in person um, practice. So now these days, and we actually, I didn't even mention that to you earlier in our private conversation. We still have our nanny. We still mm -hmm. kept our nanny. I know, huge blessing and maybe Huge a bold blessing. <laughs> I know, I know. And I'm only having one. So God bless all of you mothers out there with one, two, three plus children. Um, I can, but I can't imagine, you know, I, 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 I feel you. And um, so these children and then no help. So I'm in this, I've been in this really, you know, amazing place where now the days that my daughter is with our nanny and just for some clarity our babysitter is by the way also a teacher she is a children's teacher so i manifested mary poppins literally amazing. this the wow. most amazing most amazing um well she's not really a babysitter she's a teacher and she just you know happened to be available and she started being with my daughter at the I think last year, November, and she's basically homeschooling her and, um, which we anyways wow. probably have to look I'm into looking because for of that. other, I know, I'm going to yeah, start manifesting that because we're actually, I mean, not to go on another whole tangent, but we're, right. I love hearing that because we're really in that transition also and, um, really opening up to homeschooling and, um, you know, my, my, both my kids have a six year age difference. So our, our nanny needs have changed, especially if it's more like tutor vibes. So thank you for that. Going to help me manifest yes. that kind of support. Yeah. Well, that's amazing though that you've had, you it. will, I mean, you, we, we decided, or, you know, as a family, we decided to not have our nanny come and, you know, I've been questioning mm -hmm. that because it's hardcore without her. <laughs> But. I hear you. I hear you. And a lot of my mother friends who had obviously most made that decision um, for the probably right reasons um, are, I know a whole bunch that are now like 
They're bringing them back. in nanny back into the yeah. house. Um, it also, you know, we've been quarantined for a while. So if you know your, um, you know, the the background and just take the social behavior of, of your of your help of the of the babysitter the nannies then you know if there is i think it's it, there's actually some was well, nothing is safe but somehow we will have to deal with you know opening the social distancing anyway so i think this is actually the way to go about it like slow yeah. like piece by piece yeah. and um you know and i think that's just also an intuitive decision and you know, maybe the people like you and I, I know, and then, you know, probably most of the people listening to this will have come from that place. So especially, you know, mothers, there's intuition is, you know, strong, strong. And probably that we should always listen to. So my intuition with our, you know, with our babysitter, um, she lives by herself, um, just, you know, five minutes down the hill and she stopped working with her other family because they couldn't afford it. And, um, so she's been only going back and forth between the two houses. Wow. She has my car, so she uses my car because I'm not going anywhere. And, you know, so we were, we've been practicing safety within yeah. that. It wasn't a care, careless decision, but it's, it was a decision that, you know, turned out as a huge blessing. I feel very blessed that we can afford it. And it created space for me because I do still, you know, do some sessions on via Zoom, private sessions, but not as many as I usually do in person. And so I have time for meditation. I have time to practice yoga here and there. I have time to clean the house. I have time to, you know, just all the things that I do a little bit here and there on the side when um, usually, but, you know, now was really the time. Um, I tie-dye things for fun, you know, just really know. have thing all your tie-dyes. I love it. <laughs> like have time for myself and, yeah. um, you know, so that's, that's beautiful. And I think what you said at the very beginning, um, it is, a, it's an interesting time. And I think for all of us, the magnifying glass, you know, even in my case where I have a lot of space actually, um, but it's, you know, we are all affected by this in many ways and challenged by many ways, um, in so many ways. So um, whether that's in our relationship or just our relationship with the information flow coming in, with the media, with the government, you know, also so with, with all that goes on in the world. Um, so there are so many emotions that we are navigating. And I think we all, the magnifying glass is put on. Um, and so we've been all going really through a strong uh, practice of diving deeper into understanding um, our behavior, who we are, which is all, you know, that what the juicy, um, really what, what spiritual, spiritual practice is about, what meditation mm-hmm. is about, um, and just personal growth. So it's not, it usually never feels comfortable and i think we were all forced a little bit into it um but i also believe that it's um there's always benefit for to it i so agree with that and i think that that notion i think is so accurate how you know as humans we don't really like change especially forced change and so it has ramped up and amplified everything And also a lot of the things that we've been praying for, you know, personally, communally, globally, they are being called into question, you know, in a real way now um, through this. And that's a beautiful thing, you know, Um, 
and it's hard, you know, change is not comfortable. And I think that's, you know, now we're six plus weeks in and it's starting to kind of come out the seams. A lot of people reaching out to me, my mom clients, mom friends, it's kind of like all the tools we've been using have been working really well. And then now just based on the timeline, it's starting to get frayed out. Yeah. Yeah. People, um, and yeah, and then add the weather outside, the fact that it's uh, starting to get summer, you know, um, in most places in the country, or at least late spring, early summer, it will push people's need to literally get out um, even more and people will. And, yeah. you know, that will have that will have a lot of um, different um, reactions and energies to it. But yes, it's, you know, not to dive to politically deep into this, but we're tapping here in the sense of our, our freedom and the sense of freedom and not being free. And, um, and, and since the reason for it is just not quite fully clear, you yeah. know, at least if you feel really look into the, um, science, science, uh, of it and, you know, and obviously we're like, we're exposed to a lot of different sources of information, but um, overall, I think we could comfortably, or you know, um, we can we can say that it's there's just no clarity in here. So our freedom taken away in such a way that has never happened in history before. Maybe it has, but at least not that in our generation or yeah, in our we've, life. we've never felt it certainly we've never felt it yeah i mean and you know this is i'm talking about us in our society in our country so yes oh. a lot of people in the world every day yeah, experience exactly. what it means not to be free so obviously right. we want to I'm, I'm talking as like a privileged american it's it's yes. very kind of it's, shocking to the system yeah we have a very obviously we don't even want to need to mention yeah. but we have a very you know of course limited little so, you know um uh, like our perspective, but that is that is what we can talk from, and that is what that's who we are and what we do, and it's um, so yeah. It's if if we get if our freedom gets suppressed, um, we at some point, and you know, and then there's children. Our children want to go outside. Our children can see our you know. There is there is just it doesn't feel a hundred percent right. And again, I think we're tapping again into this intuitive sense inside and. Um, there is, and it's not even about rebelling, um, but there is a sense of, wait a second, um, something needs to shift or I want, right? The, like, well, this is all about us, but there is an inner sense of, um, you know, not in a, not in an egoic way, but there's like, wait, can I, what, what is, what is my part in here? Can I do something? Can I shift something? Can I change it? Can I, can I contribute something to change this? Can we, you know, because it's also so many of us, you and I, and so, so many probably listening to this, we are helpers. We are, we want to be a caring, we want to help, we want to do things. And we, you know, um, so, and, you know, we know this is, this is, apparently you know stronger than but it is also a flu it's an influenza so yearly we are exposed to this and we know this or something like it will come back whether it's next mm -hmm. fall or the year after or the year after so we will and i think this is again it's like mother instinct and just yeah i think the kind of people we are we even if someone else can figure it out from you know the government but we know we need to figure this out and maybe there are ways 
well, definitely there are more ways than being, you know, generally yeah. given. Yeah, exactly. So we will, you know, we are survivors. Our, our sympathetic nervous system is um, full on and, uh, you know, triggered all these like for weeks and um and we want to we want to survive we want to change it we want to survive beyond these um you know and for us you know the the suggested solution the vaccine is you know i mean that's to me not the solution that's definitely not the solution for this in my eyes uh in my um and you know um yeah so so, so there is, you know, just the, the need to to do something and to shift and to to, to just like protect our families and, you know, I'm, like I could go on, but know. you know, I don't want to go. But there's like so much about immunity, and um, and that which is just not communicated in the media, um, or if it's then not enough, and really to how to be healthy. And this is my expertise. This is my what I the work I do. And so much that you share too, you know, and it all starts with nutrition. It all starts and ends with what we eat, what we put in our body, what we're exposed to and what we can then add to our life, stress, emotions, you know, how we manage that. So none of this, or maybe it's scratched on lightly and slightly and not, it's, it's all about treatment and not prevention and, um, and also, you know, next to you know any wonderful ways of treating certain things um but yeah prevention um there's there's so much and um and then also just the trust for people like we are you know the the doula i had maybe i mentioned that exactly on on in our last podcast she said something to me in regards to my daughter after she was born my postpartum doula because I was a, you know, first time mom worried and like just excited every day. We came to the end of the day and I kept my baby alive. Basically, my baby was still alive right at the end of it. It's a huge accomplishment. <laughs> totally. Um, and she said to me, you know, Lara, they're meant to last. Hmm. They're meant to last. They're built to last. They're built to last. And that's something we have to remember right now for all of us. You know, we're built to last. We're humans have, we're so resilient. And I said that recently in like one of my posts, you know, resilience is one of our biggest blessings. And at the same time, it's also our downfall because we get exposed to a lot of stuff or expose ourselves to it that um, is, you know, dangerous or you know where we really play a little bit with how much we can take um but yeah we're very very resilient and and humans and our bodies are just amazing and adaptable and and that's something you know that confidence or trust in our own own bodies our healing powers and also our beautiful mind you know we can figure things out yeah so yeah, I love that. And really, I think part of this is taking ownership because especially in the U.S., um, for so many generations, we gave the trust of our bodies over to doctors and predominantly male doctors. I mean, my grandmothers were always like, I don't know, maybe you should ask the doctor. Maybe you should make an appointment with a doctor. I mean, it was just so um, the immediate answer. And now we're, we're seeing cracks in that thought process. So, you know, just being able to get outside, get vitamin D, take liposomal vitamin C, take your vitamin D. I mean, there's so many 
um, great supplements to be taking right now and just eating well and turning the TV off. I mean, the fear, the fear component in our immune system is massive. And so I think that is one positive of this time is learning to take ownership. And it's not, you know, you can't just treat your body like hell ongoing forever and then expect yourself just to stay super healthy. And I think Americans, we do that. I mean, if you look statistically, the obesity rates, the drug addiction rates, the alcohol rates, the smoking rates. Um, and then people seem to be kind of like shocked that they're, they're catching things, you know? And it's just all of it. And I do think it is so hard to talk on these topics because they're like huge onions with so many layers to them. But um, I do think it's springtime. The sun is shine, shining. I hope that we can start getting outside. I think we're so ingrained in our DNA to be outside in springtime. It's going to be interesting to see people try to control that impulse. You know, it's like, we're so animalistic. It's like, everyone's going to want to be getting outside. So it'll be interesting how that affects the lockdown. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's just, like I was saying before, I feel like every day, like I have days where I'm just feeling really positive. I'm looking at all the positive ways of change. This is what we've needed forever. This is the time we're here. We're the warriors. We've shown up to be alive at this time. Our kids are here at this time. And then I have other days where I'm just inundated with the negativity and the fear mm -hmm. and the very real issues going on, like domestic abuse, child abuse, child molestation. All of those rates are rising very quickly. Suicide rates. I mean, there's really. Um, a lot of people suffering. So I think, you know, I never want to get into that, that place of spiritual bypassing either and, and making people feel who might be listening to this that are truly suffering that, you know, it's like, just put a smile on because it's, it's very layered. Yeah, we never would. I mean, we never say that. But yeah, if, if anything comes across, like taking anything of this lightly, um, you know, suffering is real. And, um, you know, in Buddhism, that's, you know, the first thing we look at or, you know, in the Buddhist practices is looking at suffering because suffering is a part of life. And the other big thing before suffering we look at is death. So, you know, there's nothing about spiritual bypassing if we just, you know, this is going on. People die and they're suffering and, you know, and, um, and that is very real. Now, how, if we know that, mm -hmm. how can we live from a place of truth? How can we how can we come to a place of self-knowledge that we can deal with this and live from a place of open-heartedness first and foremost to ourselves and you know um, not being paralyzed by the fear of death and the fear of suffering and you know and I mean all these beautiful wisdom that come about with meditation with the practices because that's where it all you know where you where the teachings are how am i dealing with suffering you know and then there is there's also this beautiful saying um you know pain is inevitable mm -hmm. but suffering isn't you know it's pain our you know there is pain there is pain but how much do we get attached to it how much do we get attached to the possibility of suffering and then because we humans you know after all we are also humans very animalistic or at least organistic you know organism we are once we are sick 
we deal with it. You know, we, we're basically like once something happens, I mean, anybody who experienced something, you know, out of the, whether like being really sick or something scary um, in the moment, we don't think about, oh, you know, the path, what's going to happen? What, you know, we don't, oh, how did this happen? We are in the moment, we're dealing with it and to our best ability or when we're sick, when we have a fever um, you know, we allowing ourselves to be supported or, or trying to get, go through this and, you know, or support our body because our body, you know, knows what to do. And, um, it either is in the past in the, and has the opportunity to do that based on its conditioning, you know, and, or, or not. Um, and I'm not saying, you know, doctors are, there's, you know, a lot of, you know, um, it's it's great that we have surgeons. It's great that we have doctors. Um, you know, if my if my daughter has something, the first one to call is our pediatrician. But he's also, um, you know, um, homeopath. I mean, he also is a naturopath. And um, but you know, I I'm I, I'm like hospitals. I I'm not against. I'm not saying only alternative medicine. Not at all. You know, there's there's room and space for everything, and also you know the necessity for it. So the last time I had a really bad cold, which actually was over New Year's. My daughter had um, a fever for six days, and I got it too midway in, and. Um, I, I hadn't had a cold for 10 years and I'm not lying. Wow. Like I literally hadn't had a cold or like a flu. So either I didn't remember, but it was really intense and I took Motrin. Mm -hmm. I never take anything, but that was, I was like, okay, because I also had to hold my doctor, um, hold my doctor, hold my, um, hold my daughter, um, 24 hour, 24 seven, like during the night, during the day. So I'm not in any way, um, idealistic when it comes to these things but it's um our body you know and coming back to what i was talking about with suffering um our body really knows um how to deal with disease more than more than our mind more than we know so so just trusting that and um yeah so basically there is a lot of suffering and this is just in regards to, you know, physical things. But um, what you said earlier about, you know, that there's so much happening um, right now and, you know, one of the horrible um, side effects of um, social distancing and people staying home um, to help, you know, the virus not to spread and some people not getting affected for that reason, it's um, that all the child abuse that's happening um, because not every home is a safe place at all. And, you know, or even just um, domestic violence. Um, it doesn't always have to be the children, but, you know, there's so much of this and that is horrific. And this is happening always. It's not only happening now during COVID time. Now it's probably more in some ways because it's just yeah. you know there's more opportunity for it um but people are always dying people are always you know there's always war there's always abuse and it's and that's just something that's always horrible and it's always heartbreaking so how you know now that the magnifying glass is and for some of us to even think more about it and you know that's also the silver lining one of the many silver linings of it is actually to 
to maybe have more time to look at all of that stuff and and to see how am I dealing with this? How much am I actually living with these um, things? And how am I what what am I what am I doing in my own life to um, to change that? Or can I change that? Can I bring anything into the world that makes that you know that contributes some healing? Yeah. Or can I? So you know this is. Um, people are always dying. And I think people are dying. That's the big conversation, right? Where people go back and forth. Are more right. people dying right now or not? And then are the numbers fake of, you know, it's really everything COVID related, COVID-19 or um, doctors being um, forced to write that into the death. That, you know, there's this whole conversation. I have no idea what the truth is here, but um, I know that there is... Um, this is always part of this world, unfortunately. And I wish that um, somehow the work in, in that I do in this life is somehow contributing in some ways that, um, that the, you know, that people becoming more kind and more loving and more, you know, heart centered and compassionate with themselves, because only people who hate themselves can do hateful things to others, yeah. you know, or at least that part of them. So um, but yeah, so to me, as much as I'm always, you know, Reiki or whatever, I talk about Taoism, and Buddhism, there's, you know, so much light and in, in what I talk about and heart opening, but it's always acknowledging the darkness. There is darkness and light and there's light and darkness and it's a pair. There's this, you know, beautiful part of the, um, one of the sutras, um, light and darkness are a pair like the foot before and the foot behind and walking. Hi, everyone. I wanted to share the glasses that I've been wearing that you've been seeing me post on Instagram. The Blue Blocks, B-L-U-B-L-O-X. They are blue light blocking glasses. So I've been using them whenever I'm on the computer or watching a movie or on my phone, which I'm really working, obviously, a lot more online right now. So I've been using them on the daily. And I have to say, I've really noticed a change in my light sensitivity and my dry eyes and that kind of like headachey feel I get when I'm on a screen too long. And I've been wanting to try these at least a year, if not two years. And I'm finally have a pair and I love them. They're super cute. I'm getting all sorts of compliments, but they have a variety of lenses to choose from. So I recommend going on to their website to check them out further. They have um, four different lenses. They have the sleep lens. It's a red lens that blocks blue and green light after sunset. They have the blue light lens, which I use for artificial light during the day. And it targets the frequencies of light that cause migraines, headaches, and macular degeneration and digital eye strain. I think we all um, can attest to that if we're on our screens for a long time. Then they're the yellow summer glow lens, which are really cool. It's light blocking meets color therapy. And then they have a REM, so it's Remedy Sleep Mask, which is a 100% light blocking sleep mask proven to increase restorative sleep cycles, REM and deep sleep. They also are a company that gives back. So with each pair of glasses that they sell, a pair is donated to a charity called Restoring Vision who gives a pair of glasses then to someone that needs them and can't afford it. And that is a really big part of their mission of this company. So I 
totally stand behind that. They are the leading scientifically proven blue light blocking glasses. So now there are a couple of new companies out there, but blue blocks is truly the gold standard. And, um, I can just tell if you go on their website and you read about it, you can really tell they've done their deep dive and research and are a total legit leader in this, in this subject. Blue Blocks is offering a very generous code for you guys. The mother, the mother listeners get 15% off their order. And you do that by going to blueblocks.com slash MTM. That is B-L-U-B-L-O-X dot com slash capital M-T-M. Blueblocks.com slash MTM, which stands for Mother of the Mother. And if you have any questions, feel free to DM me per usual. Again, I've been using these personally. This is something I totally stand behind and use daily. And I just want to share with you so that you can get these benefits as well. One of the many things I love about you is you so eloquently hold the light in the dark. And that's something I so appreciate because I feel like that's my path in this lifetime as well. And I love that necklace you wear, the yin yang. The white and the black. Um, and it's really true. And I do hope that with this time for people to stop, because I also think, you know, we just get so busy in our schedules and wrapped up oh. in our own lives. And it's, it doesn't, it's not coming from a malicious place. It's just we're in this hustle, all of us. And um, I do hope that with this pause, we actually can waken up to that. I mean, when you, cause when you kind of pull yourself back, like it's insane that 1% of the world's population has all the wealth mostly. I mean, and that thousands of children are dying every single day from starvation. Like that doesn't make any sense. Um, or the sex trafficking in this state alone is insane. You know, um, it's, and these are real problems that need real help now. So I do. I do think it's important to speak to those and hopefully all of us can, when we come out of this, just find one piece, you know, that moves our heart to um, dedicate, to volunteer our time, to give the money that we can. You know, I do a conversation I've been really having um, with a lot of my friends is, is just looking at the ways that we're used to living, you know, and, and like where, where can you scale back? Where can you give more? Where can we be less attached to the outward materialism? And it'll be interesting to see the changes that come. Yeah. Yeah. It's, there's, um, oh, I mean, there's so much here, you know, in this, in this conversation, there's so much that's coming to the surface. There's so much, you know, from my, in my personal, you know, growth, growing process, healing process, um, you know, something I keep tapping into and it must be also about me. It is always, right? If you spot it, you got it. But I just keep seeing how selfish we are and how um, how opportunistic and, um, you know, but then also trying, I'm trying to make sense of this because I also know that we are, we have a pure heart. We all come in my, my, my sense and the way I look at it, we all come to this life with a very pure heart and then everything else is conditioning and experience and the story and what happens to us, what we get exposed to directly and indirectly, you know, the imprints. 
and and then how we further imprint ourselves than when we can do it consciously. But yeah, there is so much in these recent like days, weeks, months, and even years been trying to figure out and you know the how we are navigating from the from our sympathetic nervous system, from the survival instinct, which also this is just part of who we are, what what we are as human beings. You know, this is our most ancient instinct and um it's really about surviving and that's why there is this rushing and the hustle and bustle and the busyness and um you know add children to the mix and you maybe become more selfish and selfish is probably the wrong word but more you know just in that place of um having to support having to 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 you know help that your family survives that you're and um and again this is me again to this very you know very narrow um you know living in in los angeles and i don't even want to throw the word privilege in here but sure you know in many ways um so but still i'm talking about the essential things of human beings and that's kind of throughout any culture and any you know um anything so it's the survival instinct, and I think that's what makes us do a lot of things um, that are maybe not always in the highest interest for the rest of the world, or even yeah. our neighbors, or even you know. Um, so, how can we navigate this? How? What you said? There are so many opportunities. A few weeks ago, I pulled up the Volunteer LA website, and I was blown away because. Mm-hmm. I was like, what can I, you know, I was also going to this place where it's like, if I would not have a daughter, if I wouldn't have a child, I would just try to get out into the hospitals and hold someone's hand. Or if I can't hold their hand, just sit next to them while they're dying alone. Obviously that wouldn't even be possible because they're dying alone for a reason, but I just wanted to do something for, you know, the essence of the work I do, um, the healing work. I just wanted to be in service beyond my weekly community Zoom classes or, you know, a private session here and there. I just, that where my heart was breaking about the, you know, people dying alone and suffering and the, the, the older people, the elderly and the nursing homes. So I've been actually for years wanting to, you know, create a little like a monthly thing that I can, you know, be in service to maybe do Reiki a few hours every Sunday or every other Sunday and send my Reiki students to, because that is really what Reiki is, you know, and then we, we also do it as, you know, it's also my profession. It's also what I make money with. And, but that's really the essence of Reiki. So, um, anyways, I looked up the volunteer side. There was so many amazing opportunities. I'm inviting anybody, you know, probably if you don't live in LA, look in your own city like things you can do from home, like even be on the hotline for people who yeah. are, you know, I think you might have to have some sort of training, but there are so many ways, like reading children books in the library. Um, I mean, there's so many ways how we can be in service. And what I was kind of to bind together was what I was trying to say was the survival instinct. I actually don't want to judge this. I don't, you know, I'm, the selfishness and again i'm making this all about all about myself because i want to you know look at it from my perspective the ways we can easily become opportunistic um 
and again, there is the survival, but how, you know, when you, when you said maybe everybody after this can go outside and see how can I contribute, how can I be, I would also add to this, do it in a way that you can be passionate about it, you know, not just not from that place of guilt and like, oh, I have to do this because so much stuff is wrong and be realistic about it, um, you know, and do it so that it actually is fun for you because then it carries a lot of like a total different vibration and 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 you will come back to it it's the same as any spiritual practice do something that's fun for you and not like not not a struggle and in that way you can just radiate that hard and 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 really bring um you know um some some healing into the world and there are so there are ways and you know it doesn't have to be some people are made to be activists, right? And to, like, I have some friends who, like, go to the border and work with the, you know, people there and help and support. And then there's some mothers who maybe wanted that with three children, but they're, you know, I mean, there are mothers who do it and then there are mothers who can. And it does, everybody is different. And I think you really, really, really need to have the intention and kind of plant that seed and nourish the seed, but also know this will look different for you than for anybody else. It, yeah. You know, find your way. However, when you do it, it will certainly, it will certainly have an amazing effect on, uh, you know, we call it exchange. Um, yes. Because if we are exchanging in this way, you know, and it can also be mother nature. I mean, it's vast. Go up, like, or if, if it's not an organization, just pick up more trash exactly. and it will have an immediately effect on how you feel. And if you feel better and more in, in connection and realizing that connection, then, then, you know, you have that effect and bring that into the world and it's becomes this ripple effect, this beautiful chain reaction. So I love that. And I love that you took it there because I have an upcoming guest who's amazing named Tracy Boldeman Tatkin. And we go really deep into that. That's her whole life's work is helping um, with volunteerism and bringing volunteerism back and through school age children. And her whole passion is bringing the children in to find what they want to do to give their time. Because something I've wanted mm-hmm. to do is volunteer with my kids. And it's been really tricky to find that, like what's appropriate, what's age appropriate and what's safe. And so yeah. um, I love that you brought that up because it's a real call to action. So maybe you can be part of it where I really, when we're on the other side of this, I want to create a group of us moms with our kids and learn some ways that we can get a group and support each other and feel um, empowered and like we're supporting and having like a little, you know, mom circle and also really doing some good in the world. And, you know, there's so many ways to be of service. It's endless. Um, Endless. Endless. So that's the beautiful thing. And you know, it's so many ways, so many levels. Um, and yes, everybody can be immediately off service by, you know, sitting down and meditating every day um, or at once a while for five minutes. Because if you, you know, work on becoming the best, or like, let me take out the word best, the most loving, kind version, the most compassionate version of yourself, learning how to not judge yourself you will be a gift to the world and um, everybody. You don't have to have a car. Yeah, there's a million different ways. Or you can go outside, pick up trash. Um, just, you know, um, a million, a million different ways. Yeah. So and, and connect with that love and service, which really makes us all very happy if we can connect to that. 
And I love- We feel in purpose. Yeah, yeah. And it's so much bigger than us. And I do think, I love your Zen Buddhism approach and practice too. I love the, the meld of Zen Buddhism and Reiki because birth and death are just two sides of the same coin. And I think that's also what's been brought up so much for people right now and why we're so triggered is looking at our own mortality the mortality of maybe our parents or grandparents mm-hmm. or people in the community that we love um, with our partners. I mean, it's really our own mortality because, you know, as a society, we are not apt to do that. We will do anything not to look at our own death. And even like the death of our careers or how, you know, the death of what our careers were two months ago. Um, it's, it's very interesting or, you know, what we were attached to, the schools our children were going to, our attachment to that, our egos, um, you know, the attachment to the cars that we drive and now no one, you know, we're not driving. It's just, it kind of like uh, filters down to all of, or a lot of our um, ego attachments. So I think hmm. I was speaking to a friend earlier today and it's just so interesting witnessing how we're all triggered on different days, different hours, how to not take those personally, which is very hard. And some days, like you were just saying, when I've been meditating, when I'm feeling very spiritually connected, I can send love to that person and not take it personally. And then when I'm having a day where I'm feeling really low and down and I, it comes, like then I want to react with rage. You know, I mm-hmm. want to come back with fire. And it's... Um, it's ultimately not of service. And I also think sometimes anger really is of service because it helps patterns change. So it's just all of it. But I think we all need to be really soft with each other and ourselves through this portal of time. Yeah. And I, I like to, you know, sometimes because rage, I always thought that anger, you know, in Chinese medicine, we talk, um, which is also my background. We talk a lot about anger and you know the liver um which is a very young it's 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 young related and in that way i always associated anger more with masculine energy but you know over the years i've realized because i work a lot with the feminine masculine and you say you like the light the light the darkness the yin and yang so um that's like a big field of my interest in studies and practice. So the um, actually rage is um, something that could be contributed to the to to female energy. And I, when I heard this the first time, maybe it was even thrown at me and <laughs> uh, by my husband. Um, I I was like, definitely not. But you know, it's actually so. I find that if we use the if we ch- switch the word rage to the sense of injustice. That's when we come a little bit closer to the truth because I think that's exactly what we're tapping into. Mm -hmm. And you are more than I, you know, have that, you know, you like you're using your, like the, you know, your media, social media outlets to express that your truth in this way, which I really appreciate because I think the rage comes from a sense of injustice or that which you would call rage, you know, yeah. that's where it becomes rageful or just as a strong, strong force that seems maybe offensive to someone. But I think it's the expression of a sense of injustice. And if a woman cannot, you know, holds that energy inside for a long time, it comes out like fire. Yeah. It comes out like the most, you know, strong, fire and maybe it will it feels like rage um 
Meanwhile, there's like the very like unhealthy masculine energy, which we all have inside that is on the freeway. And, you know, yeah. I'm not doing that. I maybe right. did that when I was a teenager, but, um, or late teenager, you know, like that, like, uh, road rage or something like that. But it's, um, that is a different story, but that sense of injustice, um, that I, I relate to that so much. And um, that is because it taps against this truth and again, the intuition, like, wait a second, yeah. that is not true. And, you know, I said to you earlier in our private conversation, I have, and I even want to, you know, I want to call myself out on what I said earlier, selfishness, you know, and I don't sit here and think, oh, I'm a selfish person. I do my practice around like, okay, if there is some selfishness in my behavior, how can I switch this or how can... So the same when I say righteous, you know, sometimes I feel righteous because I just want to use my Instagram and say, don't do this. Don't do that. Don't you see this? Don't you see that? And I was like, wait a second, Laura, <laughs> you know, I just basically calling up, calling out that guys don't like stop doing yeah. A, B, C, D. Yeah. But then first of all, I have to remember don't give unsolicited advice, you know, like it's advice is just not received if there is no exchange, yeah. you know, you can give the best advice. Um, but if, if people actually don't sign up to hear it or paid you money for it, it's just not received in that way. And the other um, thing really is that and this is where my mentors or, you know, which is really going into the place, you know, Buddhism um, or do my Taoist teachers or, you know, someone I always talk about who is um, a big mentor to me for 15 years is Jack Kornfield, you know, the Buddhist um, and um, mindfulness teacher, loving kindness teacher, amazing, amazing, uh, vast body of work, you know, where the Buddhists understand that hatred never ends with hatred, but by love alone it heals. So that is where I'm tapping in my own, you know, when I want to express this, all the things that are not right. That's where my, my practice is to keep coming back to, okay, I want to acknowledge that. I want to acknowledge all of that because that is real. And that is true. And it's my truth to feel that. But what can I do? And what is actually the most beneficial to do here and talking about masculine you know masculine feminine energies in whatever way but i feel like the negative or no, the negative the unhealthy masculine that we sometimes see in the places of power and again this is completely uh, this you know that has nothing to do with gender it's it's beyond gender we all have masculine feminine inside of us so but in this place of power that's very unhealthy masculine placed on control um, you know, this, these, this is, this is energies and that can oftentimes trigger that sense of injustice. Um, those are not being defeated by more of that unhealthy, like pushing, you know? So, so what can we do is show the opposite, which is love, show the opposite of fear, show the opposite of, um, hate, you know, and it's, it's love and compassion. So that's where I keep coming back, whether it's with people or, you know, out in the world with my, you know, husband, whatever it is, it's, um, it keeps coming back. The most beneficial thing that I can create 
and the sense and bring into the world is compassion. And it seems it has such a different vibration, but I do believe that love, you know, and I could say the word love, but so many people have a wrong idea of what love really is because love really is compassion. People think of love oftentimes that's that what you experience when you're falling in love with someone at the beginning of a relationship. So I don't, I want to use compassion or peace, you know, those equal and like really what love is. And, um, and that is to me the most powerful force in this world. And, um, you know, I think there is, um, yeah. So, so to me, this is, this is where I keep coming back. Um, and, and it's a curve, you know, it's a, it's a meditation. It's a meditation, whether it's, I have that experience in one day or within a set, you know, to like an, a minute. Um, and I'm still, you know, having sometimes it still like comes out and I, you know, scream or again, not really scream a lot. A pillow. You, that was on your last podcast, which I thought of you the other day. Scream, um, well, more. I, a pillow. <laughs> I should do that more often. No, I, I, I realize, like, the only people I really scream at once in a while is my mother and my husband. <laughs> my husband's the only one that I scream at, but it, um, it, I did it a couple weeks ago, um, and it really did help. So, for all you moms out there, because, you know, we don't want to be screaming and raging in front of our kids. Hopefully. No. So, the no. Pillow, no. So, take pillow that pillow. Head, yeah. Um, Take the pillow, go out for a walk, movement, because that's the thing, like the scream. And obviously, just to make, like, to take that back, my mom, actually for some years now, I don't scream at her, but she and my husband, they just not to push my mom. So it's not yeah. really, my, my, I love my mother very much. Um, the and, other day, I was like, I want to take a baseball bat out and just like hit trees, but like, I don't want to hit trees like that. I don't want to hit a tree. So I'm like, what do I hit? Maybe, but I don't even want to hit the ground. So it's like, I mean, maybe the ground is okay, but. Um, just that like, uh, you know, take it underwater and take it underwater if you have to have, but that's also where I would still feel like, why do you, you know, that like sense of like hitting something is also like where, where you like, where does that come from? So I think the, you know, maybe take it underwater because the resistance will help But It's so it's a sense of movement when we scream we we just bottle things up for too long and it's um you know and it, it breaks out it's just the, yeah. the balloon that you push underwater it just pops into your face um so that is just and this is in chinese medicine the the energy of the liver you know it's if we don't allow that to move the energetic um from the energetic liver that you know the free flow of chi of prana of energy in the body it will come out as anger it will come out as uh, something forceful like the tree so anger is connected to the wood element like the tree that breaks through the earth to you know that has has to have that strong force upward and outward um, so it's also natural that's another thing I oftentimes explain to my clients like fear fear is a part of our being again of that organism to survive so fear is an emotion that we all have and it's important to have because otherwise we would do even more stupid things um, than we do as teenagers and, you know, probably die all a little earlier. Um, so a healthy or, you know, and as I'm 
children, I sometimes use that example, but then we also know children at the beginning, they don't have, so they would just run down like right. a lemon, you know, so right. you have to protect them. And then eventually, though, you can see they develop, you have that sense of, wait, um, this might be too, you know, so this is important. Too much fear makes us paralyzed. Um, but the same as anger, the you know, the, 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 what I said was the tree. So we have to have that energy of upward and forward, like strong movement in order to reach our goals. That is what, you know, at least in the Taoist tradition, what we relate that energy to so that we don't only have these ideas and dreams in our, in our um, heart and our, in our vision, but we also want to go out into the world and reach for them. So that is actually that healthy energy that lies underneath the um, the emotion of anger but if bottled up in other ways it comes out in a, as the most destructive energy yeah thank you for explaining all that i love i love your downloads on that and again not making not demonizing any one emotion you know of because when we do that, then we don't want to experience it and we push it down and then we explode even more. So it's that like titration, right? Of like letting it off, taking walks, getting your alone time. You know, for us moms without help right now and husbands at home working full time or whatever your situation looks like, um, it's even wonkier than normal, but there, there still must be a priority made on finding those times so we don't lose it. It's the most important thing to make that time for yourself. And writing is a really um, beneficial tool to move that energy, right? Because you can write anything you can say in someone's face or on Instagram. <laughs> you, can, so you can just write it on a piece of paper and then burn it because it's oftentimes, you know, or to your ex, to anybody, right? You can write it down because it just, it's the energy that needs to move. And by the end of it, First of all, you probably already had shifted or, um, you know, it's that whole, there's this, this practice of emptying the garbage can where yeah. you just write. Down. I'm going to start doing that every day. I'm going to write it. I'm going to burn it. I'm going to purge and burn. Yeah. Um, thank you for reminding me to do that. I was talking to my friend Victoria this morning and one of the things she, we were talking about our meditation practice and just kind of moving through some big emotions and Kelly Brogan, MD, who I don't know if you follow on Instagram, oh, yeah. but she's amazing. Okay. Yeah. But just, she has a practice twice a day of meditating for, or on her vision of the world, mm -hmm. the positive, you know, and that's something I really want to be calling in. I do it in my prayers at night, but I really want to bring out like a focused intention mm -hmm. because I think there's so much power if we all do that. Like, what do we want to see this world look like when we come out? Like in a month, two months, six months, um, how would we rewrite this? How would we rewrite our lives? And I think there is so much power in that. It's beautiful. I love that you that you bring this up because um, it's it's very. I think these these things have you know um, there are there are real and you can really you know th this is the way energy moves and and and, and vibration and um, it's powerful practices and um, and I think it's it's it can have a huge and beautiful effect um if 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 more people do that and something i learned over the years is um i mean you just said it you have the vision of how the world but also being specific about it being specific you know um not only like i want this to change <laughs> because i was kind right. of right 
joking, I mean, not jokingly, actually not jokingly at all, but I was kind of remembering how because of certain things, you know, restrictions of our freedom that have already risen to the, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, in the last few years, in some ways, um, uh, freedom of our bodies and decisions and so on. Um, I literally, in that whole conversation, was found myself really saying many times, you know, in my prayers, um, something needs to change. Something needs to happen. Something needs to happen for this insanity to shift. And um, I learned in my life, you know, before to always add, let it be in the most loving and kind way. You know, if we pray to the universe, if we pray to God for for something to change or for a sign, let's always add in the most loving and kind and gentle way. And, you know, I just want to bring this up because... It's not again about spiritual bypassing, but if we hold that vision and if you if we individually really allowing our heart to open, it's powerful. Mm-hmm. It's powerful because then also the energy has a little bit, you know, has it's not only circulating around us because we are not clear and we don't really know what the next few months will look like. No one of of you know, we don't really know this, but we can have because our mind doesn't know that, but our heart our heart has a vision of your everybody's heart knows what your dream scenario would be you know if it's from a pure place of love and you know of beauty um you know living in beautiful you know like nature surroundings and um you know sustainability loving kindness and why don't just like kind of pray and hold the vision from this place from the heart and um, you know, so that would be a beautiful practice. And again, meditation, you know, if we have these specific once a day, twice a day, it really gives people, I mean, as much as often as you can, it even once would be beautiful or powerful. And, yeah. um, I love that you said pray at night because that's something I've really found myself do so much in these, um, you know, it was definitely enhanced by this time of quarantine, of social distancing, that I actually came closer to my practice, what I share with so many, um, Reiki, which, you know, is so much like part of Reiki. Reiki is all about meditation. And Reiki is actually also all about prayer, but prayer beyond the religious, you know, context, just connecting to something more divine, graceful, you know, like a higher force and allowing that to move through us and and also to just radiate that through the divinity within and prayer the practice of prayer has really strongly been with me these last few months and um and that is just something i want to acknowledge because um it's something that i share with so many and um i've prayed you know meditated but never as much as i do now and um i will you know, it's it's at night when my daughter still sleeps next to me. So at night when she falls asleep, you know, and I just lay with my hands and it's not, there's nothing you can do right or wrong. You just take your hands, you know, we should call it gasho and Reiki and Zen tradition means two hands meeting over your heart and hold your, so that your, the, the base bones of your, of your thumbs are touching the, 
I mean, everybody can do it, but I like it. I like the connection because it's all about the energy of the heart chakra and the connection of our hands. So just so that your hands are, the thumbs are touching your, your chest, and then you just allow, you just allow to feel what's coming in, what's coming through. And that is, you know, that is a meditation in itself. And do that the first thing when you wake up in the morning or when you wake up and you have, you know, you can't fall back asleep. Perfect. Yeah. Just lay down and pray. And so, you know, thank you for, because I really want to share that with anybody I talk to. Um, it's just been so eye-opening to me. And it's funny how we teach something for years and sometimes, you know, the things just, the embodiment comes later, later. or and never. It's, and it's challenging too when you have children, you know, to find the time. But the beautiful thing about prayer and meditation, you know, it can be three minutes, it can be two minutes. Exactly. It doesn't have to be this like very dogmatic religious, you know, by the way, that's usually taught and traveled down through men that aren't tending to babies. So let's just be real about that. So, you know, as little or as much as you can do, it works. It all works. Yeah. Um, something that came through in a download just while we're talking. And I don't know if this is, you don't have to give me an answer now. I'm just throwing this out in the universe. And I don't know necessarily the Reiki implications over how cool that is or not cool, but just almost like if we could organize an evening where we get all our people, like, is there a way to do just like a meditation Reiki blast or something that we could just like plan a couple weeks that in advance or something? Absolutely. Yeah. I, um, I definitely um, been wanting to do this for so long. I've seen, um, you know, with so much in these last few weeks or months, you know, people are bringing things out into Zoom. And mm -hmm. um, so there, there's definitely been, um, I think, Reiki Sokas. I'm doing a weekly, um, you know, community Reiki slash breath meditation um, guided healing session. But for, yeah, I've been wanting for so long to gather with the, you know, Reiki practitioners, or masters, because as it's, it's the same as you said about holding the vision, but it's holding that vision together. And it's, you know, because the whole, I mean, I could talk, I'm not going to even start because I, you know, we're, we're probably at well, the we end. Well, we can do another episode. Soon. Exactly. But it's the whole idea about Reiki and, you know, and people talk about distance Reiki, distance healing. What we actually do when we, we, like, you know, even though people think we send Reiki, but what we do is we meditate. We come to a place of stillness and to a place of coming in our heart where there is no, where the, where separation is actually where we realize it's an illusion. We are not separated. So there is actually no time or no space at least. And in that place of holding the prayers in our heart, it will reach the person, the place, the world. So sending Reiki healing to the world is actually something we even teach in, in Reiki or talk about in Reiki too, that that's something that is really beneficial and beautiful. And, um, you know, whether it's to the actual planet or to the rainforest or, or I mean, yeah. you know, the whole world yeah. needs yeah. yeah, it's endless, but um, I would love that. I think this is a wonderful idea. And um, yeah, I mean, there's, a, there's so much about trying to schedule things, but we will, I think, you know, 
holding the vision and entrusting yeah. the process that we'll find a good time. And again, as you said, with prayer, it doesn't need to be two hours. It can be yeah. 20 minutes. Perfect. Totally. That's enough. Even if, even if we just, yeah, we can talk about the details, but even something as just posting, you know, we all post like on this date at this time, we're going to blast this off, you know, like, right. Yeah. I think at the okay. beginning, yeah, I've seen it like in my community, there was, um, I think in the first week or two when everything hit of, you know, people staying at home, there was a lot of, from the native um, folks, you know, the native elders there, there, there was, I, I think I did like was a teacher of my husband's and like a teacher I know she, um, it, it's like the, there was the 11 a.m. I think of every day. There oh, was, wow. you know, so there was a lot of that, but, you know, as you know, people, we get into, yeah. like, we shift and change, we get really excited about something, doing it for a few days, and then we get sidetracked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we can definitely do that. I think it would be beautiful, actually, to try to gather, because um, so there's just something. We're holding a container, or you're holding a container. And it's about, yeah. I think, this, it's about coming together, you know, and this is, yeah. seems like the antidote of what's happening right now, but that's what I'm actually really feeling in my heart. And also hoping because of what I do, but I actually just feel it that the social distancing and all that's happening now, you know, there will be an aftermath of people being even afraid of others because that's, I mean, it's it's like, you know, post-traumatic stress syndrome that we are right now distancing. So we are right now brainwashed that we are, you know, we are um, dangerous to be in each other's space and touch each other. So, um, but I know in my heart, I'm actually not worried. I just know that healing touch and coming together will actually be so healing and it will be so needed and it probably you know so there was so much in there so i think even now starting this hey let's let's keep come together let's let's make that intention and um to kind of also you know what we said earlier we could go off and say you know how this doesn't feel right and and this doesn't feel right and getting communicated that maybe there won't be any summer vacation people aren't you know no camps and all of this that's communicated but i think that's also there's always freedom inside of us and we can create from that place and that's the other thing you know in in this whole realm of how is like how is our life going to look how's our job going to look we are, and that's the feminine, that's the divine feminine we all have inside, you know, men, women, it's creation. So we can create that. And I think we can certainly find a time and space, um, you know, and, and we'll just, we'll just go with the flow and see what works, but we'll, we'll make that work. Sounds I think good. that's beautiful. I'm excited. Oh, I love you. Thank you so much. Love you too. It's really been so grateful. And I'm, I'm so happy just on a personal note. I mean, I'm, I'm just so happy to speak to you and be with you because it actually does feel like we're having a good visit. Um, but yes. today you're kind of the perfect person to be communicating with. It is my father's fifth year anniversary of his transition. So it feels like a wow. very potent day for me. And um, mm. so I'm, I'm happy to share that with you. Oh. Do you feel your father around you often? I do. Yeah. And, you know, we live in an area now where there are hawks and I've always mm. equated my dad with hawks. And so I see, I mm. feel like I see him often and mm. 
You know, it's such an interesting thing. I've been thinking about it a lot, obviously, coming up to this date. But, um, you know, looking at how when you lose anyone impactful in your life, but I think there's a specific part of losing a parent where, Mm -hmm. at least for me, it felt really like a limb was missing all of a sudden. Like it, it felt that visceral. It felt like there was like my arm was gone all of a sudden. And, um, for many months and, and just reflecting on the past five years, which first of all, it's crazy. It's already been five years. And just looking how much I have changed during that time. I mean, I always kind of feel like I'm the same McLean, but I have changed. I had a second child. Um, I've now been married for 10 years. You know, I have an almost nine-year-old. Like I've definitely changed and my career, things have changed. And and noticing if those same changes would have happened if he'd still been alive, because I feel like when you, when you lose a parent too, Mm. it's, it's such a rite of passage and it's so much kind of like going through this portal of fire that um, it probably definitely contributed to to how I'm showing up in my life right now so I've just I've just been kind of meditating on all those aspects yeah that's powerful and I I hear you and I'm sure that he is so nearby you and and so proud of of all you're doing and sharing and you know my my father was still alive and I will have probably a very similar experience as you because he you know my parents mean like the world to me um but he always says you know we live forever in our children mm-hmm. and my dad always our said children and he was not like a religious person at all but he, he, at the end when we knew it was coming he's just like i'll always be with you i'm always going to be light energy around you and it was so kind of shocking to mm-hmm. hear but he was really you know at peace and i do feel that i feel him with me all the time so and they they do live on Yeah. And it's also, I like to, you know, the, the ones who pass on, I mean, he's already in his, on his soul journey, you know, Mm -hmm. in the next, um, beautiful karmic journey, but he, um, he's still, you know, he's, he's one of your guardian angels. So even to call up on his support and wisdom and, Mm -hmm. uh, guidance throughout any time or times like this and, um, you know, and yeah, thank you for sharing that with me. That's, um, that's powerful. I have, yeah, my, my dad, we have a very, very, um, strong connection and I have a lot of, um, it's going to be very hard for me, um, when that happens and he is, you know, he's a Buddhist at heart. So he always talks about it when I go on my long, when I go on my long vacation. (laughs) So, um, I will, you will have to remind me of all the things that I just said to you. because. uh, I will. Yeah. That's so potent. We're here to remind each other. Exactly. <laughs> Amen, sister. Um, and you were episode 15, <laughs> for those of you listening that want to circle back. And I was reminded as you were speaking, um, for those of you that are pregnant or approaching birth and might be having a lot of feelings about that process of being in the hospital, etc. cetera, um, Laura has a really beautiful share of her experience with a Western doctor, OB, and the hospital, which is a really, um, I think, important thing to hold. So mm-hmm. circle back. It's a great episode. <laughs> and I look forward to seeing you in person soon. We're going to get these yes. together and play at the beach, and this will all be a distant memory. <laughs>
Exactly. We we're holding that vision and making that into reality. Yes. Well, it will happen. So much. It will happen. Happen soon. Sending you so much love. Thank you. Thank you. Same. <laughs> Bye. Want to hear a couple air their dirty laundry, talk about taboo topics, and share their hot takes on what's happening in the world? Well, OK Babe is the perfect podcast for you to get a glimpse into the unfiltered lives of Kelly and Connor. They're passionate about squashing shame and having honest conversations about what's happening within their own relationship and how they navigate communication and sex. It's explicit and raw, and they're ready for you. Head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe now.